You're listening to Stay Last. Well, it's a it's a beautiful morning, and I'm just so happy to have um, one of my closest friends, um, an incredible mentor in my whole life. He's known me over more than my since I was 13. I'm 36 now. Um, this is a man that has been an inspiration, a father figure. Like I said, a friend. He has just been. <laughs> he has just been everything, and not only that, he has created things in our town and culture in our town that uh, we're going to talk about today. And that's or- Orly, Orlando Vasquez, and he's the owner of Phase One. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, I love any, you, man. Anytime. Welcome. Love you too, man. I yeah. love you both. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm this, glad to be here. This is, this is great. So, so how did things start for you as a child? You know, you're in Tallahassee now, and you've had this mm-hmm. successful business, which I was reading recently in an article it's e- it's easier to become a professional skateboarder than to own a local skate shop <laughs> and be successful. <laughs> which, probably is yeah, right. Yeah. You could. So, can you tell us a little bit about that? Your background and I mean, I grew here? up in you know, I grew up in Miami in you know the seventies and eighties when there was a lot of like you know crazy violence and you know and uh, drug culture going on. You know, so skateboarding for. I mean, I also had like you know, um, I was going to say. Um, sports like baseball and basketball that I did too, but you know my neighbors all skateboarded. And when I saw them do that, it just they just looked so free, you know. And having such a great time that as I grew older and older, you know, then people got more serious about sports, where they kind of take the joy out of it because now it's like I'm competing and I have something to prove for my ego, you know. Right. I got further and further away from that and stayed more with skateboarding. So, you know, um, I stayed with that culture, you know, my my whole life. Probably started skating when I was eighteen because my parents were, you know. At that age, if you were skateboarding past nineteen or twenty, you're like you're like you're wasting your life according to you know your parents. Right. You, you know you had to be focused and you know studying in school and all that stuff. But I uh, when I when I came up actually this is one time I came up to visit this is before I even like moved up to Tallahassee. But uh, I went to like the union and the, there was all these kids skateboarding. You know, and uh, I saw this kid Todd Walton. And uh, I noticed that Todd like had like a you know kind of like a curvature in, in his back you know, and he kept slamming and slamming and just getting up and redoing it and trying. And I was just like, "Why did I ever quit? Look at this kid!" You know what I'm saying? I mean, this kid's yeah. got everything against him, and he's out here and he's in, you know and he's still enjoying it, you know. And I'm and I love something just because you know, it's looked looked down upon because you know. I mean, skateboarding in general back at those times, most people thought you know rebels did it, and it was just something like delinquents did anyway, you know. But for me, it was a whole escape from that whole other culture of like you know. Absolutely. That's the thing. Growing up, I went to Catholic school. My parents saw all these kids and thought they were like these great kids. I'm like, Mom, half these people are like car thieves. They, you know, what I'm saying they yeah. break into houses, they steal, and the skateboard friends across the street of mine, the sweetest kids in the world. Absolutely. You wouldn't know that because you know, according to our culture, people have long hair and. You know what I'm saying? It's right. it's a different type of person. We can, I mean, mm-hmm. we can back up a little bit further Go ahead. in a second. But um, I mean, I met you a little bit later mm-hmm. in my life mm-hmm. um, through my brother. But I'd always heard about you. I was kind of, I had a skateboard. I was not proficient on a skateboard, but I definitely looked the part. So I was, I was clearly a poser. I'm sure. But um, but all I ever heard about was, you know, I mean, phase one, all the all the kids talking about you. I mean, you were kind of this icon in town. And I, you know, it was just, when I was younger, it was like, oh, you know, this guy, he owns a skateboard shop. He's a business owner. I didn't really think much about it. But after hearing the way, I mean, to to hear the way that people talked about you in this town, to hear the way that the kids would just speak so highly of you, and then getting to know you later, talking to my brother about it, and just, I didn't realize how much you poured yourself into the actual, like, culture of, the skateboarding culture of the town. It was important, you you know, Zach? That's what I'm saying. It was important to me because, for me, it opened up a whole other world that, you know, I didn't know about, you know, and... uh, 
it was just an activity for me to do where I can focus on myself and like, you know, get my, my aggression out, especially at an age like that where, you know, you're kind of, yeah. you know, hormonal. <laughs> yeah. So nutty. So, I mean, yeah. this is a positive way to do it. You know, what, what, what got you here to Tallahassee to, to open a business and start doing that? Well, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not going to use anybody's names and stuff, but a friend of mine in Miami got into a real bad debt with, with uh, cocaine and I had given him money and, uh, he disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so I'm hanging out and a friend of mine calls me. He's like, Hey, I'm up here in Tallahassee and guess who's up here. So he's like, you want to come visit? And I'm like, yeah. So I came up here and, you know, I talked to the guy and I mean, I looked in his eyes and I knew basically that, you know, I was never going to see that again. Right. But right. I had such a good time when I was up here with people and having real conversations about real things, you know? Yes. Cause Miami gets to the point where it's like just keeping up with the Joneses and like, you know, this whole superficial, like, right. this, these are the things you need to be happy. But when I came here, I'm like, honestly, I felt from day one, like, Awesome, like community from you know what I mean, accepted and you know, I don't know. Just I mean, those, that just something I just lacked in Miami. You know what I mean at at the time. Those 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 like older Phase One skateboard videos are still just. That's all we have too, because actually I just posted the uh, the I one mean, from eight years ago because those were those are all yeah. time. Like I mean, like just I mean that that was always something that like people would pass around like the tapes and or watching those and I can remember just like watching those with friends and it was like man these are these are like people in our town yeah, you know and that, and guys, yeah. that was just always that was always the coolest part because you always felt like there was there was a couple things with Tallahassee I felt like and even though it probably wasn't as big as I thought it was but in my mind I was like our skateboard scene and our hardcore scene are like Amazing. national level for like, real you know that's how <laughs> I felt it really it, you know? was I mean pros did come out of this place and stayed here for a while and skated right. here you know you had like jimmy thomas lived here for a while it's true Her yeah. sean hurley uh i'm sorry sean young hurley lived here for a while um other Bill pepper sean. yeah yeah no, no other little you sean. know jason maxwell was here for like a minute yeah. you know because uh, you know gail neil mims those guys lived here also yeah because I mean, be, being like tallahassee mm -hmm. you know you're always proud tallahassee's kind of that you know that's it's a small town mm -hmm. but you know when something puts you know when, when anything puts tallahassee on the map you're always kind of proud of it for sure know? and sure. i at that time i was like man skateboarding hardcore and you know and it was all happening like right there yeah, and it's like, all true in, in, that was like the other a thing half about a, it you know that's what uh, i loved about yeah. it it was like a, such a true like you know and it, you know and it was all happening the scene. Yeah. and it was yes. all happening in a half a block radius yeah, on game exactly. street you know what you i mean go. it was like this epicenter of just like of just like cool stuff going on in tallahassee before anybody would go to game street yeah and nobody from northeast was going to game street unless it was game day and unless that's my it was problem game with day. that because a lot of times i hear parents <laughs> tell their kids like why are you gonna go to games it's crazy over there i'm like it's just between two colleges that's all it, it is that's all it is <laughs> it's a street uh, that's between two colleges that doesn't have a lot going on on it right because it used to be an industrial section yeah exactly there's what, nothing going on i'm like you sorry, remember the I'm sorry. You remember the Mega Rock Arena, right? The, no, the Thunderdome. Is the, that what you're talking about? Yeah. Well, it was at one point it was called the Mega, Mega Rock. Rock Arena. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then yeah, the Thunderdome right there in Railroad Square. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah so okay. what? It's funny because um, when I was younger, we used to always go to shows at at the Mega Rock Arena, but it was kind of at the front of Railroad Square. Yeah. Yeah. And there was this like whole like the back part of it. You nobody went back there at night. Like it was like man, no, you know. And then no good and then like yeah, nothing good happens <laughs> in the back of Railroad Square once the sun goes down. And it was funny because um because our church we had like a second location in Railroad Square for a while a while in the far back. And I remember I was like, man, this is the back of Railroad Square. But it's it. so, it's so I different. I love the there legend, now. you know. Yeah, and, and, and what you had in your mind of what that was going on. It's, it's nothing going on back and there. Now, right? I, I, and like it's, it's my parents like dropping us off at the cow house. I was like, I would never drop my kids off. Like, what were they thinking? You know, but that area was so great. Was it important for you? No, and actually, you know, it's funny. The irony of what you were saying earlier is that there's a skate park going to be built there. Actually, probably in the next year, either by 2019 or 2020. But it'll be built in the back of the Railroad Square. Where really? The, yeah, yeah. Wow. There's like a roundabout, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A, a blueprint five thousand or blueprint. 
Blueprint 2000, I think. I can't remember. I think they had to change it, but... Uh, yeah, those guys helped out, and we, you know, we were meeting over like the last three or four years, and they finally got the That's funding great. for it. So there'll be another park yeah. over there on that side of town, which is cool, you know. Yeah, that is so beautiful. Yeah. Was it important for you when you when you, to stay on like Gain Street in that area when you when you changed uh, locations? I mean, it's kind of like the the counterculture spot. I mean, it's right. just to have something different from Tallahassee, from you know all franchises and you know those typical things that you see in every town USA now that you go through. Everything's like a Lowe's, a Walmart, you know what I'm saying? Chili's and just right. you know. So Gain Street had its own thing, and that's kind of the thing. I, I appreciate them trying to like rehab the area and make it look better, but they've kind of really um, kind of killed a little bit of the element of that whole like you know creativity and whatnot by just not really using even people from town. That's the, my other problem. Like I, I don't mind agree. even if you're using developers, but at least use developers from town. Let them develop it, you know, because it stays here. And that's kind of the culture I'm coming from too. It's like you know I left Miami years ago because I saw all that urban you know sprawl and how is it affecting that whole area. And I feel like those guys are up here now doing the same thing they ruined down you know they did down there. They, you were a guy. It's bittersweet. Yeah, you, but you know he was a, you were a guy that dictated culture in this town. You were and are still a successful small business owner, which we can agree that Tallahassee Somehow. and small business. I mean, yeah, Honestly. well, but Tallahassee and small <laughs> business, th those two words typically But it's all you guys. Like That's what I'm saying. Like Everybody always hypes me up. I'm like, if I didn't have all you guys supporting me, I wouldn't have the skate shop. You know what I'm saying? It was a whole community. I was just some guy that, I was the guy that managed the place for you guys. That's what it was. It was just kind of a co-op, you know what I'm saying? And I kind of managed the place, and you guys had a place to always meet up all the time. Or, you know, if you know, you're having a rough time or whatever, you can you know hang out there all day. You know, that's it, what I didn't want. I didn't want right. the typical store of like being here and buy something or leave. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yes, I had a bike shop like that when I was a kid where I can go to as well. And it's like everybody hung out and met up and, you know, got, you know, did, did their things. That's what, that's what Stephen was telling me before. He said it was kind of a safe place, right? It's yeah. a sanctuary. It still is to this day. Yeah. It's, it's a place. And like we were talking about hardcore, whatever it was, skateboarding was that glue. And Orly was kind of the center of that. I mean, skateboarding brings in your metalheads, you know, the hardcore, the hip hop scenes. You know, racism has no place in it. And it's just such a beautiful, accepting culture. And we were talking about, you know, getting dropped off on the south side of town or getting dropped off Gain Street, heading up, hitting the south side of town. And um, our parents were really gave us all the freedom we needed. So I can never complain about it. No, why not? They the, trust you. They, I mean, you know, yeah. you know and That's so, great. That's great. but they, they knew. They knew we were going to, you know, we were living this lifestyle, skateboarding, and, and this is what we want to do. This is what we felt free. Maybe it's how people feel on a motorcycle. I don't know. Right. But, but to me, it was a completely, you know, it was... It's totally. It's a vehicle where you can, like, you, can, uh, you know, you can leave the block and it's all yeah. the world. You, can, you know, you can go on it and also you can get out your energy you know, down a set of stairs or a rail or whatever it Absolutely. was. Absolutely. Know so, yeah. And people would say, man, do you get worried going to skate on the south side or in Frenchtown? I'm like... Absolutely not. Actually, in the suburbs is where we would be growing up and trucks would pull over, punch you in the face, take your skateboard yeah. or beat, just beat you until you're unconscious yeah. and take off. Yeah. So I'm getting picked on by jocks my whole life. Never had a problem with anybody on the South side. That's what I'm French saying. That was the safe place for that. me. I know, Stephen. I, I mean, know, it I was, the, the suburbs weren't so safe for skateboarders because mm -hmm. we were just, we were just this disgusting breed of human <laughs> and, and everything we did, we were just dirty. We always had scabs and all. <laughs> us all over the place yeah, and right. you know right. and it was a beautiful beautiful thing and people didn't really understand that these neighborhoods we were in and, and such that's where i fell at home yeah. because i had never never been picked on by by the folks in frenchtown or in the south side or anybody that lives downtown in gain street i never had saying, problems even the bums were like part of the whatever you'd be skating it like you know i think in one in tallahassee i'll have hanky p is one of the just like i mean I, don't get me wrong i mean i feel bad for hanky p I yes mean, he's in the situation that he's in but he's part of our whole culture in that area you know yeah. he looked out for our shop and everything 
Yes. And these are the type of people people look at that guy and they're like, look at that drunk guy, you know, or whatever, just like looking down on him like, guy's a great human being. He just has problems exactly. that, he can't, that he can't beat. And that's all. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, yeah, when people told me that, I'm like, you know, I have more stories for kids getting beat up in Killarn or Killarn Acres and those areas and oh. having their board stolen or just getting beat up because, you know, back then it was skater fag. Boom. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Right. Jocks would just beat you up. Yeah. So I'm like, that's happened more out there in the north side where everything's supposed to be nice and and clean on the surface, but in, underneath it, I mean, you guys got a lot of delinquent children hanging out. Yeah, Absolutely, too many. <laughs> Take care of your oh, kids. Yeah. How is it? We're getting praise. <laughs> yeah. We're getting praise downtown for skateboarding. You know, everybody's standing around watching here. I know that people was people are saying you're thing. going to hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All these yeah. things, and we've had yeah. churches come out and literally say, "Skateboarders, you're skateboarding. You guys helped a lot. You're I mean, going to go to hell. You guys know this church helped a lot. And initially, you know, what I'm saying we're just getting people together and like you know getting that next generation of you guys together to start going to these meetings to get these parks made. You know, so Calvary definitely helped. A lot because I still remember, you know, doing some of the, the spots out there. Remember, yeah. when you guys were on the north side of town. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Up on, there. yeah. Oh, yeah. Off Fred George, we did the um. Yeah, oh, man. What was his name? What was we we brought Canton in the Russell. one? Yeah, yeah. Canton Russell. Canton Russell. Canton Russell came in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that was cool. that was a church a church function where multiple multiple youth from the church got arrested that day. Are you and kidding Canton. me? Is that what happened? What happened? We went out skating at FSU with Canton Russell that day. I got. I don't trespassing. It's uh, always how it is. So it? yeah, you got people playing every single sport on these sidewalks, rollerblading, <laughs> riding bicycles, and we're literally we're not even actually skating. We're just rolling down the hill. We're not skating. We're we're heading to the business stairs, mm-hmm. and um, and we get. They literally just drove up over the stuff. It was it was like they were they were gonna kill us. Exactly they had their hands like. on their gun when they came out. Oh my god! You know we're sixteen years old, mm-hmm. and they loaded them up. You know, all my buddies, so and then weird. they slammed me into a bench. <laughs> yeah. I um, remember, I remember that yeah. day that because that night they were doing the whole skate thing. That night, yes. Canton was going to speak to all the kids, you know. Mm-hmm. And I remember my, my dad was like, "Well, I got to go get everybody out of jail before uh, <laughs> before he comes and speaks to all the kids about uh, probably staying out of jail or something." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it was pretty funny. I mean, he didn't care at all. He was great. I mean, it was for skateboarding. Right, you know, right, right. that's that's the one. You know, he. And my dad growing up with Travis skateboarding all the time and just he was always that culture was always part of our house and what was going on. He exactly, never, but the he thing never was cared. it's not even skateboarding they'd bust you on. And this is my thing when I was what I'm you know, because like I was if they asked me to leave, I left. That was right. the thing. And if you had a yeah. trespassing warrant, you know you couldn't come back. So if you got caught, more than likely you might have been in jail. But my problem was this is state property. Okay. You know, yeah. I, he's like I know you talk down to these kids because they don't pay taxes and vote, but I do. So my 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 money goes to the school. Right. And it's a public university. I'm mean, sorry. It's not a private university. It's a public one. The state of Florida. Yeah. yeah. So if I'm rolling on this, I should be able to. Because like that guy on the bike's doing it. The guy on the rollerblades is doing it. That's fine. Now, if I'm breaking things, you know what I'm saying? That's vandalism. That's Absolutely. a different thing completely, right. you know? Absolutely. So that was my, my whole thing with trying to explain to them. Like nobody's here comes out here with the intention to destroy anything. If anything, skaters don't want to even be seen. Right, you know what I'm saying? That is They're exactly like right. They want to get in, do their little thing, and get out. Yes. Basically, because that works, you know. So yeah, you know. And I'm like, when you guys arrest these kids, what happens is they end up with this record that says that they're trespassing. Or my favorite one was criminal mischief, which meant which meant you and two other friends were hanging out, right. skateboarding. <laughs> That's criminal mischief. There's no intention that you guys are actually going to commit a crime or that you're scheming to do a crime. So I'm like, so when these guys go to school later, are they going to get a job on the record that says trespassing and criminal mischief? Because they were trying to skateboard, which is something that you don't understand. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not part of your generation or the way you grew up or whatever it is, but that's fine. This is America. That's okay. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You can think whatever you want about us, but we're going to keep skateboarding. Ain't going to stop that. So that, I think, helped a lot, you know, put a bear... Because honestly, for a while, it was, you know, pretty... Because the thing is, you know, (laughs) at a time where... 
in a town where your kids are just doing whatever they're doing, whether it be keg parties or whatever, you know? Yes. Because people talk about Tallahassee has a lot of crime. It, it, I'm like, a lot of those crimes are just people at keg parties getting into fights. It was always... <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> it, was, it was always so interesting to me because, okay, kids, they're probably going to find a way to get in trouble no matter what, no they're matter kids, what man. they're doing. They're, they're kids. kids. You know what I mean? They're bored. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, but it was always, it was interesting to me because when you kind of break it down, it's like you're, you're looking at this group of kids and they have a piece of wood with four wheels <laughs> under it and right now they're criminals mm -hmm. you know i mean if these were if they were on roller skates mm -hmm. and you know like just like cruising around no problem mm -hmm. no problem at all mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. but it was like i always thought that was just a weird concept how mm -hmm. like they were targeted for and you know not to but for a toy you know what i mean yeah, I kind you. of you know really i mean not and it's not but but yeah. that's that's how that's i mean that's how it was marketed it, it you know and it was, it was it was ridiculous i know buddy ridiculous yeah. I, I, my thing is also i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna just, i mean you can't also just say all skateboarders are great people they're people right you know i'm saying yeah, right you're right. gonna have some exactly. guys that you know are just out there to vandalize or if when the cops come it's because i'm gonna i'm gonna work out whatever authority issues that i have at home with you you know what i'm saying it's like absolutely homie if he's here to throw you out he's got to throw you out because you're not supposed to be here right so the best thing you can do for everybody here is just be quiet and leave that's right <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm yeah, absolutely <laughs> I, I love it exactly get out of there man it's gonna ruin it for everybody else trust me man whatever issues you got he can't help you with that you know he can't yeah. exactly He's not going to help you, and he's a police officer, and if he wants to arrest you, he will. So smarten up and leave, you know? You so. always encouraged us to stay away from violence of course. growing up um, because you know, skate. I mean, there's just frat boys everywhere, When and we're 16, you know, so <laughs> we're easy targets. We're tiny little kids skateboarding, trying to skateboard on their frat houses, <laughs> and um, easy targets, and no matter what, you were always – one of those guys just like man turn the other cheek don't yeah. worry about it man just you always always encourage us encourage us in that and that um that was a huge blessing in my yeah, life yeah. if you can diffuse you know? the situation better absolutely you know what I'm saying? nobody needs to go through this whole mess of like hurting yourself or like i mean right you know, I mean, we've had friends close to like dying you know what i'm yes. saying you know yes. fights and stuff Stabbed, like that so, yeah, everything that's what i mean that's what i mean it's so, just i'm like you never you know there's always going to be one crazier guy out there absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. The one time yeah, and then, of course did you, did you ever catch any legal heat as like you know, with kids, get, with kids out in town getting in trouble, did it ever like any of it ever come back to you? you know, yeah, I mean, I was the bail guy for years. You know what I'm saying? People <laughs> would just call me at two right. in the morning. I got picked up at FSU, and I got you know, I'm like, all right, I'll go bail you out of jail, whatever. You know, right? But yeah, I mean, that's that's the only way it really affected me. Actually, you, no, now that I think about it too, the um, so when Clayman Plaza was built, some kids I guess were skating up there, and then. You know, some police show up in our parking lot. You remember when this happened? I think it was like Ben Seals and stuff. Isaac was I, a baby. I remember. They were this. looking. Yeah, they that? did. Okay. Yes, I do. So the guy shows up in our parking lot. He's like, I'm going to give you all trespassing warrants. I'm like, hey, hey, hey. These guys have been in my parking lot for the last 40 minutes. You know what I'm saying? I'm, he's like, well, some kids were skating up there. I'm like, do you arrest anybody that's close to a crime for having a gun or anything like that? Because, right. you know, it happened in the vicinity. I mean, you're just assuming. And, I, you know, I understand. But these kids have been in the lot for 40 minutes. I went back in the store. And when I came back outside, the cop basically had my my ex wife, you know, and I, uh, my my son Isaac. He's tugging on her, like really, like pulling on her, you know, with a baby in his arm, telling her, "I'm taking her to jail," because he assaulted an officer. And I mean, we had a salon next door, and those people just lost their mind. He's like, "She just, you know, honestly, they they were like th that lady just tapped you on the shoulder to get your attention." You know what I'm saying? And we all just saw that. And I was also actually there was a there was an undercover cop from Miami that was there too, and he's I can tell you he spoke Spanish. 
And then and in Spanish, I asked him, like, can you believe this? And like in Spanish, he's like, he's like, I'm moving up here. He's like, with the things I got to deal with in Miami. <laughs> this guy is basically jerking on a, a lady that's holding a baby. Uh, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Are you still seeing any of these issues like today? I mean, is this. A, no, because it's kind of washed up now that it's on TV so much, you know. Right. I don't think people, you know, I don't think most people see it as such a. A nuisance or like you know you can so, be cool at school now if you're a skateboarder i mean you're looked at i mean yeah i mean definitely awesome thing now. you're right i mean that culture is definitely be co-opted yeah. in that sense you know what i'm saying but, yeah but the beauty of that is that skaters always take it back you know now skateboarding's yes. back how it was like in the early 90s and stuff where young kids are again taking companies doing their own thing running it you know because it kind of gets lost every once in a while you know it's like when it ends up in the mall or like you know, as much as Street League was a good thing initially, now it's just a big commercial for Nike. You know what I'm saying? Right. And those things, yes. and it's like the same dudes always skating the same contest. So it's not really helping the whole community. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, but yeah, man. I mean, skateboarding. So now that it does, now that the culture it doesn't quite have that like that outlaw side to it. Do you mm -hmm. think it's hurt the culture? I mean, do you think that was always something that no, kind of I, I made it mysterious or or fun? You know, cool for kids. Some kids may be drawn yeah. to that, but me, the, the idea was. Uh, if I'm not noticed, better. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like not even like just kind of invisible where I'm not even going to be like, hey, don't skate that or, yeah, you know? I have to ask you a question I, or maybe up, you can clear up a rumor for me. What's this up? is always a rumor I heard. Now, I know now, and it's a, it's fairly new in the mall. We have a Zoomies in the mall. Mm -hmm. But I had always heard that you like single-handedly kept all like the big box skateboard stores out of Tallahassee. You guys did it. I didn't do anything. You guys all bought stuff from my store instead of going to those stores. That's how you guys do it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we've had 13 skate shops since I've opened up back in the day and you guys it's all came to our shop that's awesome. it's a different thing you know what i'm saying yeah. so that's i didn't do anything i you know i mean ultimately well and I, I i think the kids that the, you know at the time the kids they were they were buying from you they were going to your store mm -hmm. i don't think they were really putting two and two together but i would always hear it's like yeah they tried to open up something this that and the other here in tallahassee and orly shut them down yeah. <laughs> <That was> always, <laughs> if, if we even saw kids skating stuff i mean yeah we were loyal like <laughs> like i said I mean, we were very lo loyal to orlando and everything he had done for us so yeah it was one of those things even if i saw kids skate in decks i just be like man you go skate so with somebody else uh, you can <laughs> go, Steven, go yeah. skate somewhere else man like i don't care man like you're, you're, you're literally trying to destroy everything i love um and, i mean don't and, get me wrong you know i'm not happy when i see that but i'm happy that the kid's skating you know what i'm saying and most of the time when i saw stuff like that the kids would go to the mall and buy something if you're a real skateboarder you're gonna come to the shop right you're gonna right. go to a shop where there's real skateboarders that actually care about skateboarding not yes. somebody's just selling a product to you you know what i'm saying exactly. and doesn't care what happens to you after you leave this place? You know? Well, and those stores, I mean, even uh, especially now, I mean, they're selling they're selling a lifestyle. I mean, that's exactly all, it's, it's, exactly it's, that's, it, that's become, all they're yeah. that's all they're selling. I mean, you, you're not you know. So if yeah, you're right, if you're if you're actually skateboarding mm -hmm. and you need a skateboard yeah. and you need real gear to ride, you know, yeah. Yeah. you're you're going to you're going to your shop. And so. it's, you know, even when it's been apparel for years, what would happen is we'd have a company, and then all of a sudden you guys would blow it up, and then of course somebody else would catch wind of it, and then pack sun. Which you guys are old enough to remember. PacSun used to be a fake surf shop. Yeah, that sold right. Surf stuff, and now it's PacSun that's urban. You know what I'm yeah, saying? So right. Just to give you the kind of the soul of which of a of a company. That's what you got there. You know what I'm saying? So, um, did you ever feel the like? Did you ever feel like a pull to go in that direction? Or that, not, not not in your heart, but like just like just monetarily like hey you know if i was selling more like of the lifestyle maybe i always you know. kept it modest man because right. i've seen all these people when they go big isn't you know it's That's inevitable it. that it basically it's an expansion that contracts bigger yep. you know what i'm saying so i figure if you kept it modest until what you know i mean we don't even do mail order i mean we don't have a we don't have a website or whatever everything that we we do is just local basically That's is right. what it is you know what i mean so i figure 
listen to your clients, you know what I'm saying, your customers, because ultimately those are the guys that keep you in business and those are the kids that come in and be like, hey, try out this new company or whatever it is and keeps it fresh, you know what I mean? Because ultimately what f messes me up is that I can't skate anymore, so I'm not involved with the culture as much as I used to be, right. you know? Right. So... It's nice to see these kids, you know. What are you doing these days? Bike carrying the torch. It's, What's it up? Is amazing. It's all I got is mountain biking, man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> because there's a lot of. I know. Strength. I think I follow you. I think I follow you on Strava. I see you. I see you pop in a, oh, every a ride every now yeah, and again. Yeah, yeah. But now, I, actually, I'm just rehabbing my wrist, and as soon as I get that back, actually, I just took a a, a ride with Vivi the other day in Bainbridge. Oh, like, nice. You mind the Flint River over there? I don't know if you guys have been there. Uh -uh. I mean, oh, there's yeah. a bunch of trees down and that still, but it's like a little. A little uh, the Flint River, yeah, it's right next that's to a, it, and it's a nice little ride, you know. Like I'm saying, winter Sunday, and it was cool. That's amazing. So, you're feeling better, man. So, yeah, you're yeah, starting I am. to feel a lot better, okay. But I'm getting yeah. seasonal, so it's just like this, right? You know, I don't know when the season, I don't know what happens to you guys. But oh, absolutely. It starts getting into the fall for me, I start getting a little down, but you know, that's when I start taking some vitamin D, a little more sun. And yep, absolutely. It helps yeah. out. But. We're, we're uh, Florida boys, we need our sun, yeah. and our vitamin D, yeah. but I'm just like you too. You guys, I mean, again, I gotta be active and like you know, just having this one wrist thing where I can do. Most of the stuff I want to do has just been so frustrating and make me restless. You know what I mean? So I know I haven't. <laughs> I'm dealing with a um, with a, an Achilles tendon injury. I haven't been able to run. I I ran every single day. Busy. I haven't mm -hmm. ran in almost two months. Yeah, it's it must just, be, I know you're stir crazy. It's right? driving me crazy because <laughs> right, like I, you know I want to I want to like maintain a certain level of fitness. So like I'll go to the gym and work out, and then I'm on like a bike, like a, a stationary bike, and I'm just like this is the worst. You know, I just want to be outside running. Exactly. You man. know, and it's just yeah. yeah it's I get, funny because I, I tried gym culture too, man. Like yeah. I went to that and I just can't see people you know i'm like you know i can see you f flexing and looking yourself in the mirror right. do you know right. how weird that is in front of everybody? <laughs> yeah. it's, it's just yeah. so weird yeah. I'm, like, I'm like i understand you want to be fit and stuff but it's, right. it's a little too vain you know so once oh, yeah. my friend basically told me he's like hey orly it's like you want to you want to enjoy yourself and have exercise like yeah he's like just like when we were kids get a bike go get right. a bike exactly and this place is full of beautiful trails and nature and I'm like man honestly it's just getting lost in that for like an hour and a half to two it's i need to get a bike that's just it's getting back out like getting back outside that's what i loved about running so much and the Cause weather because I, I i wasn't yes. i would go run I, I loved running like in town like i would always run like towards downtown and like i love running like kind of the the sidewalks and just kind of seeing people in life and it's just i miss that i miss that. that's, that's the best part that's awesome Gosh, it's the best part. Come play with us, man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Get a bike. Come play with us. Enjoy it again. Yeah, that's such a blast. <clears throat> oh, that's we're gonna go riding soon. We yeah, yeah, heal up completely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right now, if you want, we can just ride like you know a little bit of trail to St. Mark's or something like that. That's it's all flat. You know, that's what I need. That. Yeah. If I fall off, my my head will fall off. That, so yeah, yeah. Because that's the other careful. thing. Like months and stuff, I think you can ride. But when you start going to Cadillac in those places, where it's just like the rocks or red bugs, the worst for you. Red bugs. You know what I'm talking about? Roots. Yeah, yeah. All the yeah. Where's that? Was that? Near is Forest it? Meadows. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Phillips, you know? Can you? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've ran. I actually ran a. Oh. Then you know. I ran it. a. Um, <laughs> it was a four loop, like six and a half mile loop. I ran the, a marathon. So I ran like. And it was. I, I felt like Treacherous. I was high, I was high stepping yeah. roots the yeah. entire time. <laughs> falling. That's it. That's I like, it. I don't know. Like, I, I, I finished and I, I was like actually angry when I finished. I was really? Like, why would anybody, why would anybody design a race like that? You it was sound the worst. like everybody that rides their bike too is like, who yeah. finds this fun? I'm like, yeah. it's its own thing. It's its own technical thing. Right. It has its, its beauty. Just, trust me. You know yes. what I'm saying? So <laughs> the, the, fir the first loop around, it, you know, it seems like as you get more tired, the roots like get higher. Yeah. So the first loop was okay. Second, you know. The third, I, 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 I'm like falling, I'm tripping. The fourth loop, 
there was, I, I would get to spots where like the, uh, the, the there were some roots, and I was like, I'm just going to walk over them. And then at one point, I was walking and tripped. And I, was like, <laughs> I, just, I was like, I want to quit. I want to quit. <laughs> Seriously. Done. I'm done. I just want to quit right now. I got pinched there, too. Like yeah. I, that's one of the, actually, the, the roots, because the sand will wash it. And, you know, when you mm-hmm. have rain, it'll just like, the, you know, you erode it and just pile up. And I thought it was like total sand. But as soon as I got it on there, man, it was actually two roots. And it caught my tire. And, like, I pinched oh. it, and I flipped over. But, you know, oh, I mean, the beauty is mountain bikes, too, they're kind of low, so you don't really die too bad, you know? Right. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was interesting. And actually, there's a part over there called, I mean, it's at the south side of that. It's number, it's a, it's a I think, Diamond 42 or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like an S-curve that goes up that looks like just like you're going up bones. It's how rooty it is. Really? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You have to like, it's like, you know, the first time I tried it, I'm like, no, no. And so I had to go up and walk through it and make mm-hmm. a path through it or try to get through it, so... And this, I mean, it's pretty narrow that, too for yeah, a bike. So it's like a single track. Some of those are like got, single track for. We got some intense trails here in town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really I love do. it. That's why I moved up here. That's it. I mean, you know, you guys getting back to that is yeah. one of the things that too is like when I came up here. You know, I was like, wow, it's so beautiful. It's like you know, just trees and yeah, lush green everywhere. Yeah, lush canopies. Beautiful. And, you know, yeah. So, you know, Miami had that too when I was growing up. But, you know, as soon as the 80s came around, people started washing their money, their drug money and stuff like that. A lot of stuff getting chopped down and they were making strip malls everywhere. It was crazy. There was like no, no, none, of those, none of the malls were filled with, with any store, but they're making more, you know. So how, was, how old were you when you opened Phase? 22. 22. Man. So you were just you came up here and you're like, no, what happened? I mean, I initially started a business. That, I was doing that with friends in Miami. Like I was, you know, growing up in the hardcore Miami scene and like, you know, friends of mine who did design and, you know, it was like the skate kids. That, that's one of the things I was going to tell you. This is the beauty of it. It was like you had skinheads and like all the hip hop kids and the house kids and, you know, all those guys at that time in Miami Beach, I'm talking about like late 80s, early 90s. It was like they all hung out. It was like cool. And everybody kind of like boosted up each other's, cult, you know, each other's culture, right. or whatever was happening in the clubs or brands or stuff like that, you know. So that's... uh. That's what I was doing. I was selling a friend of mine's company. His company was called Pervert, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I would just come up here and I would sell that stuff out of the house. Like, you know, I'd get it and a day later it's all sold out. And then right. a friend of mine who is a DJ up here, Andre Prine, DJ 360. Awesome, awesome. He has a podcast too. It's great stuff with the hip hop artists. If you guys want to listen to it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, his stuff. He, I mean, you know, he's got a great interviews like, you know, Karis One and people like that as well. Oh, wow. But yeah, Andre Andre was this you know awesome DJ in Tallahassee. So I used to go to hip hop night every every I can't remember I love it was a weird night. thing like that you know. Yeah. But I'd go and then one time you know he's like man you should actually just start you know get a store up you know and, and start selling stuff. But it's one of those things that I had like you know a bunch of beers. I'm like yeah it sounds a great idea whatever. Yeah. And then like a week later he signed a lease. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like dude there's nothing concrete. He's like don't worry we'll get it all going. And he was right man. I, I thank him to this day. I'm like if it wasn't for you and another friend of mine Andre Sanchez um, who's you know a really good friend of mine as well. He's got a production company in Miami. He did really well for himself too. Sweet guy. But yeah, those guys helped me get the initial capital. Because that's the thing, you know, when I see when kids ask about business, I'm like, man, try to save as much money as you can. Because, you know, when people go out and they get a loan, mm-hmm. to catch up to that loan is like so hard initially. Because like in the first couple of years, you're losing money. And if you're losing money with interest on top of that money, it makes it even that much harder, you know? Yes. So I'm like, if you can't, you know, if you're at home now with your parents, save as much money as you can. Because, I mean, the, the shop started with 2000 bucks. You know, that's what I, I always tell people. I'm like, if I was to lose this shop, the shop started with two thousand dollars. <laughs> that's <laughs> about two grand. <laughs> exactly, I'm about two G's and twenty something years of like having a great time and doing what I wanted to do. You know what I mean? So, and that I just see it harder and harder now because you know the internet and whatnot. Because these kids grow up in a culture where they're kind of you know they're they're so 
into that they don't really understand the consequences of that whole culture of buying stuff online you know i'll have kids they'll come to the shop with these longboards that they buy online they don't know how to put them together or whatever and then of course i'm sitting there putting together kind of you know kind of bitter of course because right. he bought it somewhere else and i'm doing the work but the the craziest thing is they always when they're leaving they're always like you guys hiring i'm like we can't hire man you know what i'm saying and i understand <laughs> no. i always tell them like i understand you're trying to, you're trying to save 10 bucks or five bucks or whatever it is because it's really not much of a difference between my shop and you know buying it online right but the deal is ultimately this is what happens i can't hire somebody that's why i'm here by myself <laughs> you got me because i got to yes. save that money because i'm competing against the guys that you're supporting exactly right. <laughs> you know exactly. so it's, it's yes, tricky sir. it's intertwined for sure you know I mean, the you know all the all the like the logistical side of running a business and i know people probably ask you advice mm -hmm. and like hey what you know how do i do that or how can i get into that or like how'd you do it but mm -hmm. it's funny man like when, when i look at stuff and i i get i see like how people who are running small businesses are really doing almost anything successfully at the very like at the very core of it it's 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 there's a love for not just what they're doing but for the people that are that are using their service for sure and and so like when you see somebody with like a successful restaurant it's they genuinely love to cook food for people and watch those people eat good food for and sure. it makes them happy for sure and so and that's that, that's what like and that's something you can't really inst you can give them all the business like the business know-how and the you know the, try this that and all the techniques but man if the core like how do you find that every day like i mean that's something you have to you have to wake up with every day like you find this love for the people the kids obviously what you do man like what is like that that blows my mind away how do you find that just every generation of kid that comes you know like right now we got the six new kids that come and hang out at the shop every day and meet up there you know what i'm saying oh, man, and they're getting it. clips and they're doing fanzines and stuff like that you know what i'm saying that, that that's what gets me stuck that I still, they still have a spot to be able to yeah. do something like that, and it hasn't completely gotten lost with this whole new culture of like you know, being online. You know that they still have yes, you know, an attachment to this community, and we you know we're part of this community. We'll, we'll enable them. You know, that to, is beautiful. To, to I, th that's what I want to like. There's some people I just want to like. I want to shake them sometimes, and I'm like, hey, the reason that you're like you're not successful, or the reason that's not going well, is because like you don't love people, man. Yeah, you don't man. have like a love for people. Like, you know I what see I that mean? With nurses a lot, you know, or doctors right. sometimes. I'm like, yes. You know, and when you know when you're a little kid, you, you know, people are like, I'm gonna be rich like a doctor. You know, I'm just like. Is that really why you're getting into medicine? Because right. yeah, yeah, it ain't worth <laughs> it. Because, because you're going to be miserable. You yeah. may make money, but you're going to be miserable yeah, yeah, in the long yeah, run. Yeah, you know? yeah. Ultimately, at the end, is it going to help people? And that's the payoff, really. You know what I'm saying? The, the byproduct is that you get a salary for that. You know what I'm saying? Right. But the, really, the payoff is that you help somebody. And you know, exactly. And you, you better their day, and that, I'm, I'm sure that makes you feel good. You know. But if you're not doing it for that reason, maybe you should look into something else. You know, is there so <laughs> you've, you've seen like several like generations of like skaters come through your shop? Dude, I'm 20, I mean, 26 years of the shop. You know, we got like Nathan Hagman's kids now coming to buy boards. Gosh. You know, what oh, I mean? yes, that. That's it's just so beautiful. <laughs> I love oh, is there it, it like, gives me hope. <laughs> yeah, is there one generation you were like, oh, those are the best, though, man? Those are the or, or is or, do you guys, I mean, you know, the, or, the initial guys. Yeah, you know, in the early '90s were great, but the, your generation was much more positive than those guys because those guys got stuck in a rut. You know what I'm saying? Right. Those kids got that thing of like that small town of we're bored, and then we're also going to get into other things that, and become self-destructive. You guys yes. kind of weren't like that. You know what I'm saying? You guys were actually, you know, DIY. Still kept that whole DIY thing. It's that DIY on, you know? attitude. Yes, if mm -hmm. we can just keep that flowing. Yeah, yeah. I think from '95 to probably like 2004, that whole squad. You know, for like years. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Your love for people is obvious. Um, mm -mm. That you know, your heart is obvious, and we see a lot of stuff. We see a lot of hateful things going on right now. I was wondering how you feel about it. Um, I mean, rehumanize yourself. That's what I feel. Like I've seen all these people destroying themselves on Facebook. I'm like, my friend, you're really gonna, you know, you're really gonna say some hateful things to a guy that you grew up with. 
Yeah. And had real life experiences with over somebody you've never met before. And, and don't even know if that person really, truly has their best interest at heart. Right. This right. is the stuff that's killing me right now. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So. And, and me and Latino, uh, <laughs> and a handsome Latino, <laughs> passionate man, um, which I love because, you know, that, that's my thing is, is passion. Is, does, it, does it bother you when we talk about different things? I mean, how, how, does, how does the caravan of refugees, uh, how do you feel about that? I mean, it breaks my heart for those people. You me know? too. Because when people talk here, you know, they just, you know, especially the, the rhetoric surrounding these people, it's like these people are the same people that tried to leave England years ago yes. to seek a better life in this country. And yep. the people here, luckily, the natives that were here that were savages took care of you. Savages. That's what I'm saying. Say. It yes. really bums me out. I'm like, they did... You know, this is what we're celebrating in a week or so. <laughs> exactly. That thing right there. Someone you know? explain that to yeah, me, please. Hum- rehumanize yourself. We need humanity again before yes. parties and, you know what I'm saying? Netflix or like- and everything else that's going on. We need community. Yeah, that's- yeah, yeah. And and it's so, e- it's so funny. And I think one of the biggest things is, you know, North Americans are... Are, are you know love them yeah, I am you know mm-hmm. grew up here as a Florida you know southern boy mm-hmm. but it's tough because we see people talking about love but we see how easily people's love just stops right at the border yeah. or, or it's it's just so finite there's no you know these people are different than us and like you said there's this complete misunderstanding of why they'd be coming here for asylum in the first place yeah, yeah. and a lot of that is I lived in Central America for a long time in South so America you've seen the reality and so I get to see <laughs> where people's grandfathers were killed by soldiers, you know, U.S. soldiers, and all these different things for to pursue policy objectives right. using violence. Right, right. And that was the only reason. This was not for our freedom. Yeah. This wasn't for anything like that. Any type of these obscure nouns we want to s- spit out. It right, was. Right. It was abs- It was absolutely. My whole life, I've had a real problem with it. Even before I had traveled overseas, mm-hmm. I, I didn't understand. I didn't understand because I was taught we're all made in God's image. Yeah. And so if that is the truth, then what then what are we doing? What are we thinking? And why are we so special? Why are we so special here to deny anybody shelter, food, clothing, shelter, to bandage a bandage an immigrant's foot, refugee? I think a lot of it has to do with people are scared. Mm-hmm. You know, fear is such a huge you know, it is it is such such, such it's a, a great motivator for real. It's that's such why a great some people motivator. I know exploit other people's fear by that, you know by saying ignorant things because that's it, my thing is like man, if you can back up what you're saying, I got you. But absolutely. most of the stuff you just scared people, mm-hmm. you told these people, that's yeah. not the case. And not well, only that, if, I'm sorry, go ahead. Tom. No, I well, and and even with like with the uh, with the caravan coming up, mm-hmm. you know, we, we there's there's two different discussions here. I mean, if we, if we want to talk border policy and border law, that's that's one discussion, right, right. But right. if we want to talk how people are treated and the rights that any human mm-hmm. should have, mm-hmm. that that's that's and 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 the fact that these these people are, you know, they're we don't we don't nobody knows every person in that group, but these right. they were painted as this group of people I know. that was going to come in. Kick down the wall, come in the country, come go, come to your house, drag your family out, yeah, yeah. and just uh, you know, yeah, and, and yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. well, that you know, that's that's not the reality of what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And the, you know, it was funny. I don't, I don't, I don't get too political. I especially don't get political online. And I had, I read this, I got you. this Facebook post, <laughs> and it just it bummed me out so much. And it was some they were calling for like a boycott of the Red Cross, which the, the facts weren't even right, but just the. Uh, just the attitude behind it was the heart behind the, it. They, it. It said, "Now they're feeding and sheltering these people," and I was like, "You're supposed to do that." <laughs> That's yeah, okay. And this, I was appalled. I was shocked. I was like, "Man, you're mad because somebody decided to give somebody else food and shelter." And you know what? I don't care if they are um, a poor migrant from 
Guatemala, and I don't care if they're an MS-13 gang member. I don't care if they're part of the cartel. Everybody deserves food and shelter. And like, I think as people, like, it, it just it made me sad. It made me sad that that's the attitude that people had. You're, you're saying, let them all let them all starve to death and die because it's not our because, problem. Because <laughs> it's not our problem, and and that'll keep them from getting. That'll keep them from being our problem. Yeah, it, it's and a, that's a problem because that separates human beings from. I'm like, it is our problem. I mean, what we've done in Central America and South America for years oh, between fruit companies, there's and no recovering from it, and Iran Contra when that was happening. Yes. Because people forget about that. I'm like, oh yeah, these are the repercussions. These are the consequences that we caused. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, this is coming back. Expect. So, either you know, well, we can't we can't say that it's not happening because you're seeing these people leave. And just because they're not technically in war doesn't mean that they're not fearing for their lives every day. You know what I'm saying? Because, right. I mean, there's parts of this country where people fear for their lives every, every day. And I get it. Right. But I'm not going to separate that when people say, well, there's people in America we should take. I'm like, there's people that we should take care of. I don't care if they're American, Central American. I don't care uh, where they're from. You know? Absolutely. I don't care if they're Muslim. That's the other one. When people like, you know. It's I'm ridiculous. Like, I'm like, you guys. Please, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Respect, you know what I'm saying? On, have some respect. Have some respect. It's yeah. absolutely ridiculous. I think a lot of it is honestly, we're, we're so comfortable here and we have so many options, like I was saying before, and and people are scared to lose this comfortable way of life. We're privileged. It, it, people we're, have a problem with that word right now, but I, I'm privileged. I'm going to so, say it right now. I yeah, yeah, I mean, very privileged, very blessed. <laughs> and But... It's okay. It's okay. I mean, it's not going to affect everybody's scared that's going to affect their little, their, their perfect little life or that these people are going to come in and use the welfare program. Yeah. Well, people forget real quick that this country was built with a whole bunch of ne colonials <laughs> on welfare, <laughs> yeah. on welfare, which yeah. back then was called slavery. Yeah. Yeah. So let's not forget what the country was built on yeah. Yeah. before you start judging people that are, you know, then they, there's a million different arguments, but none of them come around to a logical conclusion or none of them stay consistent. Yeah. Um, it comes back to do you See, love man thing, yeah and my thing is like i think too many people worried about labels you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like you know or what what's what's the the is it or a d or there's an r behind the person's name I'm like when i when i when i vote or i look i look at the, their history and what how they vote right and truly not just what they say because when people say a bunch of stuff right but that's that's kind of how i go about stuff you know i don't want you know because people are like oh you're a democrat i'm like i'm not a democrat I'm not a Republican. I'm MPA. I'm the guy that's here trying to figure out who's going to do the job that they say they're going to do for the task that's needed. <laughs> Which well. is a daunting you know task. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. it's even crazy how they celebrate the presidency when they win, right? Because think of all the people out there that they – I mean, think of the – think of like i mean it's like uh, a band i listen to say, has a song called the state lottery it's like they won the lottery yeah, yeah. Uh, not understanding the, the complete american nightmare they've just stepped in to try to help to try to even make a little the dent in the responsibility of this yeah, yeah. um the, you know the, That's the, what the I'm character I, I, the i've always you know, felt that the people that least want to be in power those are the guys you need to elect because they understand you know what i'm saying the consequences and the responsibility of what they have to do. Right. Yeah. I had this, I kind of had this like, and I was, I was sharing with Stephen, I, I shared it in front of our whole church <laughs> a couple weeks ago, kind mm -hmm. of after this Facebook post, I had this whole, I had this almost like, this like clear moment in my life where I, 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 kinda, I, I actually saw things a little bit differently. And I saw things because the, you know, the concept of, hey, love the people that are in front of you you know, the people that are around you and like kind of the whole like very cliche, you know, change starts in our own heart, change starts with us. And then, but I started thinking about that and that, I mean, for, for like me and Steven, that's, that is a, that's a biblical Christian principle that most people that aren't Christians 
wrap their mind around and understand mm-hmm. and are doing that. Mm-hmm. And I, I it, and it, that's encouraging because it's like, well, you know, these these it's that that people can still love other people. They can still say, hey, you know what, like. I can't, I'm not going to put my, like, I'm going to put all my hope in some politician because that's not going to change I know, anything. buddy. I know. It's been you know like that I mean? always. Look at history. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. it, it was, it, it's, an, it's, but it was encouraging to see like, hey, you know what? There's a lot of people that get that, but like, hey, the, the people that show up in, in this church or any church so many times, and we have this, we have a book right in front of us that outlines this. It's pretty simple. I mean, like Jesus himself said, love God and love others. And like, that is the greatest commandment. Especially the ones you don't like <laughs> yes that's the that's thing that's the hardest Especially. part that's the hardest part that, that's what separates right yeah, yeah, i mean yeah. that's where it really becomes a, a supernatural love almost you know mm-hmm. when you're actually able to love your enemies and and it's really sad that we the church these days um they have opposite views of what is biblical yeah. like what like what is commanded from the old testament to the new testament mm-hmm. i mean you mm-hmm. take care of the stranger you feed them you treat them as your own you leave your door open for them you know it's asylum for them you yeah. know we've been blessed like you said totally let's bless others let's let's dump That's our cup I mean. out now of that blessing. i'm in this position i'm not going to kick everybody else down exactly. you know what i'm saying it's exactly like now that i'm here and i'm in a, I'm, a, I'm able to see a different perspective because i'm not even in a position right now where i'm worried about where i'm where am i going to eat what am i going to eat tonight or where right. am i going to sleep Right. So, so I'm over here. How can I make it better for them? Exactly. You know what I'm that, there we go. That's that's kind of I feel like that's the message always. You know what I'm saying? It's basically help help everyone, even the ones. You know what I'm saying? You're not a big fan of, especially, yeah, especially, <laughs> especially those. Guys. If you can do that, and that really says something. And I was I was talking to some um, some other friends, and we were kind of talking about this. I mean, it shouldn't, I, I hate to even use the word concept. It should just be, we were just talking about like how you should be living and loving people. And I said, you know, I, I do think a lot of times like it's real easy to like love down, you know, like, and when I say like, or reach down, you know, it's like, oh, we see the guy that's asking for money. You know, we give him some money and like, we feel all good about ourselves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And a lot, I, a lot of times it's real hard to like love somebody like love, like laterally, like the people that like aren't necessarily below you, but are just next to you. But that, you know, you may not like exactly their views and yeah. And, but loving them and being kind to them and showing them humanity will hopefully trickle, have them trickle down to other people. Mm-hmm. And then we're, you know, you know what I mean? It's like, it's kind of this big effect of like, love, like, Hey, that's that's try to love. That's really truly try to love the people around us that don't uh, we don't agree with politically. You Especially because that's all just I always explain to people. It's perspective. You see, right. you're looking. Both of us are looking at this this little plant right here. Right. It's the same plant from different angles, but it's the same plant. I'm like, ultimately, we all want the same thing. These right. basic things needs to be met. You know, with humanity. I'm you know, which is food, shelter, and you know, hopefully, if you get some love, you're lucky. You know what I mean? Right. So, that's what it is. It's like I have a problem with everybody. Actually, I have a problem, so I guess <laughs> this doesn't sound right the way to say that, but people have different perspectives, and that's a beautiful thing, and we shouldn't be basically bringing each other down because you don't believe exactly how I do. That's it, fine. Right. You know that's totally... That's, 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 and that's, that's a, I kind of feel like right now, it's like either on my team or... Yeah, what is you're that? You're out. Yeah, it's completely yeah, divided, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, which, which is perfect. I mean, that's <laughs> any empire tries to do constantly is divide, divide, divide. But as long as you're trying to do the best for everyone, I think you're doing... What you're supposed to be doing, right? right. Yeah, <laughs> you know, not just for a minority, yeah, for everyone. For everyone. <laughs> but I, I think no too. I, I, I think the I think the divisiveness comes 
a lot of times, you know, on when, when you're not face to face with people. That's who, and, yeah. And, right, and you know, right. and, and it comes through like it comes over on social media or it comes over like, you know, when somebody writes something. Because, yeah, you, there's no tone with that too. When people read things, absolutely. sometimes they lose it because yes. it's like there's no tone or context there, to it, you know? There's a there's a group that meets in town called Local Color. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. No. They're, 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 it's kind of this, I, I, I don't. I'm probably going to describe them wrong. I went to I went to um, they actually have a meeting this Thursday, but it's a it's a panel of you know people from all different uh, races, uh, different backgrounds, different religions, and they talk about you know race issues and they talk about you know just different you know social issues and things like that. And I went to one meeting um, with the panel and it was at um, with the place on South Monroe the. Um, the venue out there, I can't remember what it's called. I can't. Uh, the Junction. 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 It was at the Junction. So it was a cool, cool venue. Um, and at first, I was like, oh, they, they were going to talk about uh, Colin Kaepernick. That was kind of the thing, and him taking the My man. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, you know, people are so divided on this. But it was funny because when I saw a room full of um, people, white people, black people, um, there was a guy that was in his 80s that you know had lived in Jim Crow, Tallahassee, and he had a perspective. But when people were actually talking and they were talking face to face, there was this respect. People had some different opinions, but I mean, I was, I was, there, there was so much progress made in just those conversations. And there were so many people that could see it because all the insults were taken out. There was no divide. And I was, I was, I was like, man, this, what a great, what a great group. And mm-hmm. you know, I'm going this Thursday again to check them out mm-hmm. because there's a different topic. That's great. And, um, and it, it was really something like, man, if we can just get back to like having the conversations with people, because yeah. I think I don't think people are as divided as they make themselves out to be. Right. I think when, when you're face to face and you're talking and you're saying, hey, you have a different experience. You're being from Miami. Mm-hmm. You know, he has a different experience. I mean, all the travels he's done through South America. Mm-hmm. I have a different experience because I haven't done that and i'm not from you know we all look at things differently right, right. but it's 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 interesting that when, when when we can see each other's like attitudes and hearts behind things we kind of all start kind of falling in into the middle together yeah. you know what i mean it's not so it's the not common so ground out. right <laughs> we, we yeah there's that common ground me and reach and a lot of people are just using different terminologies and they they're, they're really saying the same thing yeah. and also it is, it is you know bringing that understanding to what is going on what, what what's happening with these different issues and um i think it's like you said open discussion i think is great um i know a guy named Shane Claiborne said in a book, he's like, especially when it comes to loving others and other people, it's not, it's not the fact that we don't care about other people enough. It's that we don't even, we don't know them personally. So it's not a personal issue for us. Immigration is not going to be a personal issue for you unless maybe you've lived there or maybe your wife is from this country or maybe your best friends are from another country. So it might not be personal to you. A whole, the homeless issue might not be personal until, Look what you did. The first thing we started talking about. Yeah. I asked the guy the other day online, he's like, just tell me one homeless man you know his first and last name. Mm-hmm. Just tell me because this issue I don't think you can talk about because it's not personal for you. Right, right. You, know, you have no a, yeah, friends right. that are homeless. Right. So when these issues become personal to us, that's mm-hmm. when it becomes important we start to see change. Yep. And that's what these meetings, I think, and what we're doing today is like these, these issues are very personal yeah. to us and um, and – in a, in a loving way, and it's it's about bringing people back together, so we can, so we can just stop, you know, stop the nonsense and start to love everybody. Where our love will not stop at the yeah. borders, um, it cannot stop at the borders. Um, it shouldn't. It, yeah. <laughs> the borders are just made up things anyway. Yeah, they don't exist. Ours, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, That's it. It was it's, ours. It's. The I'm fact a citizen that you draw of the lines world. in the sand is one thing, but yeah. it really it's for everybody. You, you, know? you can, you can, yes, I mean that is citizens of the world, or you can just That's go ahead I'm and saying, start uh, putting your allegiance into all kinds of other other things. Yeah. 
Um, I'm gonna make it better. You know what I'm saying? I want to leave it. it better than I found it. It too. was there you go. when I grew up in the 70s. It was disgusting when people talk about. I mean, luckily there was like an EPA, but like I, when I was in New York, I went when I was in '74 to visit because you know I moved back to Miami and went up in Miami. It was beautiful. It was a paradise at the time. But when I went to back to it was like trash everywhere and you know it was just a mess. You know, pollution, noise, everything. I remember just like you know, like just vomiting. It was like you know, the, yeah, the worst thing. I. Uh, but, <laughs> For me, like, I mean, it, like, with, with stuff like with immigration and borders, I never really, I, honestly, I never really had much of an opinion because I never needed to have much of an opinion. You know, I, I've, I've always lived here. Everybody in my family has. So, but it, even, you know, when Steven got married and his wife's an immigrant, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And, and just, and hearing him talk through like that process and what that's like. And then, yeah. and then also having Kelly work here. And working next to her every day for for several years, and, and she couldn't even speak English when she started the job. There's there. just a yeah, and yeah. and and there's just a different perspective that I was like, oh man, like you said, when it's personal to somebody, and you can hear like, hey, this isn't just about like um, black and white laws. That's exactly how you know it, what right. I mean. People tend to see like white. an absolute in black and white. I'm like, right. this, this isn't just about black ridiculous. and white laws. Like, <laughs> um, and this is about like family. This is about my wife. This is about somebody I love. This is about somebody that that we hired here. Mm -hmm. who didn't speak English very well at all and was one of the best staff members that we've ever had. I mean, just incredible. And because it, it, it's not a bad, like, and, and for me it was like, well, this isn't a black and white issue. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah. And, 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 and my views changed on things and the way that, and, and, and talking to Steven, things change. And it's, it's interesting because, and, and that's what people need to hear. They need to hear like a personal, yeah. they need to hear people with the personal side of it because it's so easy to just like spout off when it doesn't affect anything in your life you know like uh, most of my friends that I grew up with you know in, in uh, Miami they're Cuban you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. and um, like honestly guys I mean I had we had problems with like you know racism or you know our bigotry when I was a kid growing up because we were the new minority or whatever but for years after that it, it became mine became super multicultural yes and then you know when I was coming up here <laughs> I drove through Perry. Oh boy! Oh yeah, yeah. KKK and, headquarters. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And that's, there were still bathrooms that were segregated bathrooms. You know what I'm saying? Like all, I'm like, this is crazy. Like I got back to Tallahassee, and my friend was like, "You stopped in, in Perry?" It's like you're crazy. You know what I'm saying? It's like they live for, like for, for a sucker like you to come through town one day. You know, right. and make sure you never come back to town again. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, please don't say that. Everybody in Perry is like this. Okay, that's the other thing. No, there's so many amazing people in Perry. Yeah, you know. Um, but you should probably avoid Perry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think so? Drive around. Though. Yeah. Actually, they have that donut shop in Perry. Yeah, it was packed out one time. The last time I was there, it was really. Is it good? Is it that good? Because I'm not. I mean, well, it's like a donut. Is there like real, is it really a bad donut? That's what I mean. I have but, like we have one in Quincy too that everybody like goes crazy for. I'm like, it's a donut, you guys. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's good. Don't get me wrong. I've had them and they're they're good donuts. But yeah. like I've been to Publix and I've had a great donut. donut yeah, Publix, that's what I mean, you know? man. Like you got to have specialty donuts. It's a little different thing than just a glazed donut if you're gonna survive. For me, you know what I'm saying? But, right. You're yeah. not. <laughs> you're not. You're not knocking on the park with a glazed donut. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, <laughs> pumpkin spice cake donut. I'm all about. I'm a pumpkin spice guy. I'll admit oh, it. Doesn't bother me. Pumpkin spice, man. This is this has been amazing. Yeah, it's always is, man. You know, ever it, since you know, you guys are little kids coming up we to the shop, chatting little, it up. Little kids <laughs> chatting it up. Yeah. Even as a grown man, I remember running back to phase one. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> running back to phase one after I get beat up. Yeah, you know, wondering if you did the right thing. I'm like, oh, are you still playing kickball? 
I wish, man, you know, but I can't do anything. I told you. I tore my yeah. other ACL playing kickball. You remember? Yeah, that's right. That was a fun season, though. Gosh, that was a good. Yeah, I slid. I remember throwing the girl out still, though, because like I was that dedicated to the team. <laughs> yeah. that I grabbed the ball still and threw around the way the first one. I was rolling around grabbing my knee after that. You don't mess with that first on season, a baseball field. That first season, we won zero games. Yeah. Good for you. But it was, it was a good time. That's it was the like, thing, man. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. I think people out there, they have. Nobody was out there committed like to bunt. Like all these guys. Remember Aaron Elliott just took off, basically? <laughs> one game he just took off because nobody's kicking. They were all just bunting, going around. He's like, just kick the do ball. You know, do you know Aaron Elliott? You know Aaron Elliott? You know Aaron Elliott. Oh, I love so he, him he's pitching. Death. He's uh -huh. pitching. And um, <laughs> this, <laughs> this might have been the greatest kickball meltdown I've ever it's witnessed best, in my entire dude. life. It was like the bomber. Yeah. And, and so he's He's pitching a little erratically. So <laughs> the guy, the, the other team, they're just taking the walks. Like he, he, yeah. they, he was walking people. Yeah. And so, but it's kickball. Like exactly. you can find exactly. your way to the ball no matter where it is and kick it. Yes. Exactly. So it's made you know, for everybody. he walks a guy and he's, and then he's, you know, he's under his breath. He's like, Oh, you know, like it'd be nice if uh, you guys actually kick the ball. It's kickball. Mm -hmm. And then he walks like the second guy and he, then, He's he's getting more angry. Yeah. He walks the bases. <laughs> and then he's purposely. He yeah. walks the bases loaded. Yeah. Walks a guy in. Walks another run in, and, at, and then loses his mind. <laughs> yes. Grabs the kickball, throws it, stomps off the field, just cusses out like yeah. the other team that like they're uh, the worst people on planet Earth because they're, they're they taking were, the walk. That's my brother ball. right there, man. Yeah, that's amazing. And then, uh, it, the, ne the next game. So, and then he left. He just got in his car and like and yeah, he yeah, left. Yeah. The next game he shows up and it was just kind of like, oh, hey, man. You know, like, like and he was like, I'm really sorry. I'm about like, don't apologize. <laughs> you want to have fun and these people have something to work out in it their lives so here. They, 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 you know? they need a trophy. Like, that, was need the, a trophy. The, that was the all-time greatest kickball meltdown I've ever yeah, yeah, in yeah. my entire life. Yeah, oh, honestly, man. dude. It was great, you know? Well, no, oh, actually... What happened was the, the the last couple guys that he walked, yeah. he just started throwing the ball like just throwing it. And Keith, you know how serious Keith gets. So Keith comes up to me and he's like, "Oh, we got to get him out of pitching." We like, "What's he doing?" Like he's just he's losing his mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there's like this big like meeting as as he's like just throwing the balls like erratically towards the batter or the kicker. It was it was great. Exactly, that it was a amazing. good man. That kickball season was fun. The uh, they would do tiebreakers with dodgeball. Mm -hmm. We tied one game. We're like, okay, we have a chance to win. Yes, we're gonna have this. We're gonna have this dodgeball like throw off. It's gonna be great. I don't know what happened, but our entire team got decimated in dodgeball except for that one girl. What, what was her name? She was from Miami. Do you remember her? Wait. I think she moved. Wait a minute. Do you know who I'm talking about? This from Miami. She was from Miami. I do remember that. She, I think she moved to Denver or something like that. She was a real, real sweet girl, but um, she was the only one out there, and she just didn't know what to do. And there's the other five. Oh, Katie. Katie. The other, <laughs> oh. the other team's got five guys all holding a ball, <laughs> and she gets hit with five kickballs like at one time just oh, to put man. her out. It was, it was absolutely. What happened to all you guys? It, I don't know. Like I, I wasn't out there. I, I didn't get picked. And I can't throw. But uh, that was pretty funny. That was oh. a good time. Yeah, man, Orly, dude, thanks so much for coming out, man. Dude, we appreciate guys, it. You know, it's yeah. great that, you know, I, I can't you. believe that we just have to set a time like this so we can hang out. But, you know, we're all adults with children now, so it's a little different. We got to do it again. <laughs> we got to do it again then. You got to come back by and hang out. Would with you do that? Yeah, yeah. For talk sure. about anytime. You guys, anytime. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Talk about it's stuff. been such a blessing. Thank you so much. Anytime, you guys, you know. Love cool. you, brother. So phase, anytime I get timing with you guys. Support phase one. Thank you, guys. Or watch out. Well, we would say go check your store out online, but just go check your store out on games. Yeah, and if you guys, 
if it's not here, build it yourself. That was the whole idea. I was like, I was going to tell you, like, the DIY ethos, it's kind of been lost in, like, this whole commercialization of it. But, you know, it's just like my friend said, we, we needed it, we built it, and somehow 26 years, 26 years later, we're still doing it, you know, so... That's you know, amazing. Yeah, I'm lucky. You're gonna do I'm it another. You're gonna do it another 26 years. I don't know. You, you know? got it in you. I don't know. I almost feel like at this point I need to get it to somebody, or you know, I'm I'm not saying that I'm retiring anytime soon, but it needs to go to somebody again that can actually handle it and be on top of a team and start going to do all these events and stuff because you know, I'm at a different point in my life right now where right. I can't dedicate full time to it, and I think Tallahassee skate scene deserves 100. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. Until I feel like I'm really not doing anything for this place anymore, then it's time for somebody else to take it over and, like, you know, bring in the next generation of kids. You have good discernment on those issues, so <laughs> I know it'll, be, it'll work but, out but just yeah, fine. I know how it is, man. Get, you know, when we get kids, they ruin your life. They, do. <laughs> <laughs> they ruin your life. Get all this stuff going, get all this stuff planned, and the next thing you know, you're just like, you don't want to do anything except just, like, hang out with this little person this and, uh, and give them all your time and attention. Yeah, so. I can't get off the couch. Sorry, guys. I know. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> and, 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 and you're, like, not even apologetic about it. You're like, I'm just hanging out with my little kid. Yeah, it's man. cool. They're fun. Yeah. Yeah. So. What, yeah. What's exciting, so exciting, can motivate me to get out of here? No, no. It's the same thing. That's in my house. That's awesome. little girl's hilarious, you know. Oh, oh how old is she? Debbie's two, and she's absolutely stuff. gorgeous yeah. and yeah, no, just incredible too, man. Congratulations, oh man, they're gonna <laughs> thank you. Hey, they're gonna grow up together, which is, I'm, I'm very excited about. Hopefully, man. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you need to come, uh, you know, start doing little excavations at the house, checking it out. I, if you'll, I would, I would love Dude, you to. You know, you're down for it, you know. Yeah, sure. this morning I was looking for artifacts. Oh, word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, we'll so keep that. Let me chop some of the the brush back, you know, because yeah. there's moccasins around that area. I can help the creek, you. But, you I know, help let you. me chop that stuff back. And then I'll, you know, you I'll come in, come out and help you. Start messing around. That'd be great. Awesome. We'll talk about artifacts another day. Okay. Oh man, I got a whole oh that that yeah that burns me up. Okay. We got to get Taylor in here for that one. Yeah, we can get my brother in oh, here oh, obviously yeah, yeah, because he 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 faced he faced uh, know. you know I know what happened to tyranny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> finding an arrowhead. <laughs> yeah. You're a felon. Yeah, you. They can wipe out. That's what I'm saying. The we Native need to get Americans, real and laws and real stuff. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. that's certain things like that are like, come on, man, for real. You know what I'm saying? You know, <laughs> I, I, I was talking to Taylor about it. You know, there, there's these like, you know, you, you hear about these like financial crimes and these like white collar crimes. My and God, and, do you? But, but, yeah. but, right. But people, but people will always say, oh, it's a victimless crime. I'm like, well, actually, actually, you know, you know what? Like, somebody lost money or somebody got, you know, cheated out of something. Yeah. So it's not really victimless, but finding an arrowhead. In the ground of a of a culture you've already slaughtered and displaced, <laughs> yeah. but finding an arrowhead in the ground and picking it up yeah. is truly a victimless crime. I can't. I cannot believe it is. The victims a are felony all dead. in this state. Yeah, when it's, people it's say that, like in two thousand eight, people lost everything. And you're going to tell me it's victimless? Yeah, yeah, exactly. What are you talking about? Nobody went to jail. That's why people are upset in this country. They see this whole like system of like totally imbalanced you know like yeah. you can steal billions of dollars and not go to jail but and you can't steal pick a hot dog and go to jail that's right pick, <laughs> don't pick up an arrowhead <laughs> we'll get we'll get taylor in here to talk about it yeah. but I, I what what burned me up the most as a voting taxpayer yeah. like you said mm-hmm. there was like there was a meeting and there were people that were at this meeting that that were getting paid a government salary that put together an entire plan to go put on their helmets and to go put on their knee pads and to load their guns to drive over to Taylor's house and to like raid it, ra- raid it raid because it. he had I didn't, arrowheads. I'm sorry, you guys, I didn't even get to that level. Your brother never told me, you know, because he, you know. How but he, but I mean, I'm like, I'm like, situation, but we're, paying for, know, we're know, paying for that. We're paying for that, like that that. In, uh, I know. 
I was like, I was like, where, who, who can I write and say, you know what? I can you not allocate my funds towards that? This is an excess. You know yeah. what I'm saying? This is a human being. If anything, call him and tell him or give him a fine. You know what I'm saying? Or something like that. That's okay. And tell him, okay, you can't do that. But right. his you know. kids are there. Yeah, I know. All that. It's just yeah. absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. 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 Just pure revenue policing. Um, yeah. But overdoing but we it. do overdoing it, bro. Because too oh. many people watch Rambo. In the, in that, the that's 80s. right, man. Those <laughs> critical thinking, critical thinking skills are not something that's uh, admired these days. I know, man. So, you know, step back, man. Don't let that rage take over you. Don't step let, back. He's gonna take. Well, you. I, yeah. I asked him. <laughs> just love him. You love know him. Where, where he found. I guess where he found these was it like supposedly like a. Indian burial ground or some, something, and and they the were whole country they, they is they an Indian burial ground, buddy. You know right. what I'm saying? This whole yeah. country, Costco's on a bar- on an Indian burial ground yeah. that was not allowed to be developed until they had enough money to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but law enforcement was like, you know, apparently like monitoring this, or or you know, they had surveillance on it. And I'm like, well, just go get the arrowheads then. Like, if you know where they're, if you know where they're at, you yeah, know, yeah, it just, yeah. it just put them in a museum. Well, what's or something? the point of keeping them like three feet underground in mud? It just doesn't make any because they don't care about the culture, and other people do, and they want to find these artifacts because we actually care about this culture and it's super interesting to us you guys pass that on but there's probably another thing you know people just worried about people becoming raiders you know what i'm saying and just making a whole living and just starting to go through and starting to you know about these places too so there's got to be a balance there is a problem there is problem but the way yeah but the way that was handled was not a little excessive you know what i'm saying for for what it is you know yeah he made it out alive yeah (laughs) barely barely i was again again man I'll tell you what, this has you been this this man. life has been nothing but interesting, <laughs> for sure. For you sure, know, for sure. I wouldn't want it any other Let's way. Keep it this way. Let's keep it that way. Yeah, All right. Well, thank you so much, Orly. Again, I love you. I Sport love you phase too. one. Thank yeah. you. All right. Thanks we're for done. Me, we're guys. out. Appreciate it.